2: Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Seth Goldberg. I'm Stephen Fontes. we're coming to you live once again from the great New York State Fair, we're across from Chevy Court right next to the Dairy Building. Our final day out here at the great New York State Fair. We'll be back at the studio tomorrow as we get you set for Syracuse and Western Michigan. And along those lines, the one guest we have lined up for you today has to do with that game. Dave Ryan will be calling the television broadcast tomorrow for the CBS Sports Network. Dave, a former sportscaster here in Syracuse, he'll be joining us in the second hour. He's in team meetings right now. We hope to hear from Dave around one thirty as we preview this game. I mentioned, Seth, that this is our final day out it here. Is. So it's your final chance. Did you... See, consume anything here at the phone. I have an excuse. Excuse. No, 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 no. no. I'm sure you do. Look, I'm sure you do. This proves how
0: much of an idiot I am. I have a reason. So uh, stupid me. I'm sitting in our in our office. I actually had like things that I really had to get done this morning. So I was a little bit more busy than maybe the normal day. You know, football season, high school season starting up. We got a lot to do. So I'm I'm in the office, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't had traffic at all. Like, it hasn't been a problem to get over to the fair. I'm good. Like, I can wait longer, and I'll still be all right. It took me half an hour to get from our office in, in Armory Square out here, and it was so backed up once you got off 690. So that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't try anything. I didn't get to our, our like table here until after the 12 o'clock news had already started in, in front of us. So like normally I'm here nice and early. I had given myself so much time, and
2: uh, I didn't today. Excuses. I, I thought I had enough time. Excuses, excuses. There was a lot of traffic. I will grant <laughs> you was. that. I ran into some traffic as well. Fortunately, we both got here uh, on time. Uh, shame on you. Uh, shame on me for something that was said on the show two days ago. I did want to mention that you were right regarding the preseason ticket pricing I know I was. Uh, in the NFL. I looked into it. The Bills have two preseason games at home. Obviously, one of them was reduced pricing. The other one was regular pricing, which just boggles my mind it's the crazy, fact that isn't they it? charge regular ticket prices to any games in the preseason. But I, I guess we were both right. But I will I will give you victory on that. I didn't think there was any chance that, that the Bills were. Asking people to pay regular season ticket prices oh, to watch ridiculous. a meaningless preseason game, but in any event, the Bills' uh, preseason comes to a close tonight in Chicago. That's an eight o'clock kick, and we'll have the game for you on News Channel Nine pregame coverage starting at seven thirty, and then we'll have uh, postgame coverage immediately following the game. Uh, so I want to get that out there. I, I know I, you know, when I'm right, I make it known I'm right. I was wrong. You're so wrong. I, I want to let you know that, uh, you know, I uh, and that was two days ago. But I give you credit yes. for for being right on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, look—it's—it's—it's uh, mind blowing. It is like borderline criminal that they, they make people pay full price for for preseason games. Like it is so ridiculous. Uh, but that's kind of where the NFL is. It's all about the money, right? It's all a money grab. It's all a ploy uh, to.
2: To, to line their pockets as much as they possibly can. We do have some more NFL to get to as the show moves along. Sam Darnold has been named the starting quarterback for the Jets. Uh, the Bills still trying to figure out what they're going to do with their starting quarterback situation. But we go to the phone lines, 315-437-7644. Dro and Clay just itching to talk to us about some SU football. He's kicking us off today. Hey, Dro. Hey, guys. Uh, it's
1: been a little while. You know, now Boston. coming around the car. I'll be strong back, so... To warn you guys, uh, listen. Uh, yeah, definitely a big game tomorrow night. I think we have to win this game to get back to a ball. We, we this is a game we gotta have tomorrow. If you want to get to a ball that's over the holidays, get it one tomorrow night. There's, just, there's no ifs ands or buts about it. Get it done tomorrow night. Um, real quick nugget on SU basketball. I think uh, look for Ose, Sut and Jalen Kerr to really have big seasons coming up. I'll leave you in this note: if you're if you're doing fantasy football. Take the Dallas Cowboys defense. This defense is coming for people this year, and I'm looking for Randy Gregory to have about 18 sacks this year. We'll talk to you guys soon.
2: All right, lot of, lot to get to from Drow, uh, but let's keep it with the SU football. He said that they need to win this game to go to a bowl. I don't know as if I necessarily agree with that. If I'm trying to get to six, this is one that this is a, a likely candidate that that you want to win to get to six. But but go back to last year. We didn't think there was any way that they were going to beat LSU. We didn't think there was any way, certainly, they were going to beat Clemson or Miami or Florida State. Now, they only got Clemson out of those four, but they were in the LSU game. They were in the Florida State game. They're in the Miami game. So with 11 games left, while I understand what he's saying, and we've talked at length about this, if they set the tone with a loss tomorrow, I think it is going to be awfully difficult to get to six wins. Um, but if they, if they were to lose that game, Could they still find a way to get to six wins and and figure it out? I think it's still possible. I don't think it's, it's one of those that you absolutely have to have, but it is one you should have. Like, it's one you should get. Yes.
0: I mean, it's, it's one that you should get. It, it is one that as we go through the schedule and you play the win-loss, win-loss, loss-loss, whatever game, uh, probably more losses than, than normal, uh, you know, you go through and you mark that down as a W, right? You're looking at that game and you're saying Syracuse should beat Western Michigan because Eric Dungy is a better athlete than anybody Western Michigan's got, right? Like, in, in theory, that's what you should be saying about that game. Now, if they lose it, I tend to agree with Drow. I tend to think, and, and sure, there's a chance that they can get to six still. You beat Wagner, you beat Connecticut, maybe you pull an upset of Florida State, uh, you beat UNC and, and NC State at home. All right, you're at six. I don't like their chances, though, if they were to lose on the road at Western Michigan. I don't love their chances of coming back and winning their home game, you know, winning the games that they need to win. And and I think also it sets just a terrible tone for the year. Like, we talked about this a lot last year, and I keep coming back to that Middle Tennessee State game. We came in after the Middle Tennessee State game, and it felt like the season was over, right? Like, it, it felt like all was lost. It felt like it was done. And... I I, I get the feeling that if they were to lose this game, we're doing the same thing. Wow, that's it. All right. What a what a what an awful way to start the season. Let's uh let's pack it in. Let's get ready for Jalen Carey's debut. Let's get ready to see what O'Shea Brissett comes back with. Like I'm really excited Tyus Battle made his way back to Syracuse. Like that's I think that's what happens if they lose tomorrow. And you're
2: talking about the fan base, and I think that is a real concern. If they were to lose this game, it would feel like the fan base, or at least part of the fan base, might check out before the season even gets started. So I, I understand that. I'll I'll say this. A week or two ago on the radio we were talking about, you know, our predictions in terms of how many wins this team was gonna have. And I, I said six and six and we talked about, you know, how how confident I was in that. I said if Eric Dungey starts all twelve games, I'll give him a seventy five percent chance to go six and six into a bowl game. If they lose to Western Michigan it de- it definitely dips of below fifty percent. I think okay, it has to. But yeah. but my point is is that there's there's still a chance. Like I might put it at you know maybe thirty three percent.
0: No, I agree that there's still a chance. But like I don't like that chance.
2: Correct. And I'm fine all. with that. And you know you look at our You say play the win loss game. Western Michigan, Wagner, and Connecticut. Those three yes. should be win, wins. Win, win. And yes. then you're halfway to that number. But even if only two of those are wins, okay. So they need four more. The likely candidates from there on out: Pittsburgh. Toss-up game, it is on the road. North Carolina home game, you really should win that game. You really should beat North Carolina at home. We'll say that NC State is a toss-up game, but trending to a game that, you know, NC State's going to be favored. Right. They're they're a program that's that's ahead of where Syracuse is right now. Wake Forest, very much a toss-up game, but that's a, a road game. Louisville at home, again, a game that all things being equal, this year, Syracuse might be favored going into they that game. Be. I mean, it's a long time from now. Yes. It's in November. but Weird Syracuse, things happen on Friday nights in the Dome. Yeah. It, Syracuse might be favored. And then, of course, B.C. to close out the year. So there are enough winnable games, and that isn't even you know with pulling an upset over a Florida State or a Clemson or you know Notre Dame at Yankee Stadium. There are enough of these toss-up games where they can get it done, but I think that the likelihood definitely goes down. I think maybe we have our question here to kick off the show thanks to Dro. If Syracuse loses to Western Michigan, what are their chances of getting to a bowl game? Is this a must-win? That's a, that's essentially the message I got <laughs> from Tro, right? That this yeah. that this was a must-win. Is this a must? Win? I don't think it is. You believe that it's, it's I think, I absolutely think this critical. Is,
0: I think this is a really important game as far as the rest of the season goes. I think this game is critically important as far as setting a tone for what you want to do with the season. And, and we saw, you, you have seen in football, in sports, how a tone can be changed. And we've seen how one loss in a game that you are not supposed to lose can change everything. And I think this falls into that category. This is a game that you are supposed to go and take care of business and come home with a win. And if you don't do that, now all of a sudden it changes, I I think, everything around your team.
2: And and the scary thing about this game, I mean, there are a few scary things, but one of the scary things about this game, you look at the line, it's it's down to five right now. This isn't like Syracuse is favored by two touchdowns. You look at, you know, the... The name of these two schools: Syracuse and Western Michigan. Oh, it's a directional school. Syracuse should go there and win. But again, I mean, Syracuse is coming off three straight four and eight years and three and nine the year before that. Western Michigan, you know, is coming 13 off thirteen and zero a couple years ago. A couple years ago, they went to the Cotton Bowl and then last year six and six and, and ravaged by injuries. And, and they have a running game that they can give you some problems. So. A bounce here or there, I mean a five point game that's essentially one play, right? If there's a fluky touchdown or a pick six or a punt return or one play could decide this game. Or if you just come out flat,
0: right? Like what if you just come out flat? What if you just come out well, and you're not playing well? And and like that, those those are different extent, things, though. But to they, an extent to an extent, isn't that what happened in the middle Tennessee state game? Like they came out and just didn't play a good game? Unless like, now all of a sudden you're in a game that you, is, is much
2: closer than you think it should be. They and like, tight. then you lose. They played tight against Middle Tennessee State. I I can't imagine they're going to not be up. I mean, this is the season opener. It's on the road. You know there's going to be a you know an electric atmosphere there at Western Michigan. I can't imagine they're going to come out flat, but I understand your point. I mean, maybe like you, you just could. don't play well early on. You fall behind and and you, know, you, you can't catch up. And I get it. It's the opener. And we've talked about this. There's more than a dozen freshmen and sophomores taking on key roles with this team this year on the 2 deep they're going on the road it's their first game of the season for some of them it's their first opportunity to play in a, a frenzied atmosphere like that how will they handle it we'll have to wait and see that's the concern with the younger guys the concern with the older guys the seniors on this roster how are they going to handle going up against Tim Lester and Tim Dowston, and Jake Moreland and, and seeing you know those guys on the, the opposing sideline the team as a whole did not handle it well last year when Scott Schaefer came to the dome to your point they did come out flat or you know they. I want to say they came out not to lose, right? I mean, they, they were right. tight. They didn't in that want, game. They, they didn't play to win. They they played not to lose and not to embarrass themselves in front of their former. coach. And then, as, as it, you know, as the game wore on and it was close. Then they they got tighter and tighter and tighter. And, yep. and and they just Middle Tennessee State flat out beat them. That was not a fluke. Middle Tennessee State came in. No, but great if, game no, plan. But if, but and if they Syracuse beat them. plays anything better than one of
0: their worst games, probably their worst game of the season, they win. Like that's my point. Like, can't you just come out and not play well? Like, and, and, and that's the kind of situation that I want to avoid if I'm Syracuse, if I'm scheduling, especially in a season opener. Like, I don't want to set up a game where if I come out and I just don't play a good game, I come out flat, I come out and, like, the rust is still there and I haven't kicked that off yet. And all of a sudden you lose, and now you, you set this tone of, well, that was a downer of a loss. What a, what a way to start the season. You know, like, it, that's the thing that if I'm doing this and i'm scheduling this i'm looking to avoid that that's why i put wagner week one right that's why i go with colgate week one like i i go out with that game that you could just knock the the stuffing out of somebody week one get all the cobwebs out get all kick all the rust off and like then face somebody who you might have a a battle with
2: that's an ideal situation they don't have it this year they've got to go on the road to, to start things off my point with the middle tennessee state game is that when I say it wasn't a fluke, it wasn't like there was... It wasn't like Syracuse deserved to win that game and there was a pick six or a punt return right. or a strange bounce. No. Syracuse did not deserve to win that game the way that they played. Now, to your point, if they just played... Can we can we borrow the Jim Beheim term? If they just played bad, bad that would have been terrible? If, yes. if Chris McCullough was just <laughs> yes. bad, that would be an improvement. If Syracuse played bad that day, uh, then you know maybe they do come out with a win. But it was... Their worst performance of the season, I would agree with that. Middle Tennessee State took advantage. That particular day, it was not a fluke. They deserved to win. Middle Tennessee State deserved to win. And no, Syracuse but like, needs don't to learn do that again that, today. Right. Syracuse needs to learn from that experience and and not come out. I don't think they're going to come out flat, but they can't come out tight, and they can't come out, you know, not to lose. we can't lose to Western Michigan. Right. Um, and, and I understand how it looks. You're right. Everybody believes they should win this game. You know, the perception out there is, well, Syracuse against a directional school that's it. That's an They'll easy win them. for the Orange. This right. is not going to be an easy win for the Orange. They're going to have to come out, and they're going to have to play well. And, again, the, the Vegas line uh, certainly seems to indicate that. Opened up at 6. It is now down to 5. 315-437-7644 is the number. If you'd like to get involved, you can also text us, 315-288-0644. Dave Ryan, who's calling the game for the CBS Sports Network, he's set to join us in about an hour from now. We've got to take our first time out. We're just getting started on ESPN Radio. We're back after this on Orange Nation. Live from Armory Square. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen, Seth, back with you on a Thursday edition of Orange Nation. We're coming to you live from the great New York State Fair. Our final day out here. We'll be back inside the ESPN Radio Studios tomorrow. As uh, Seth is pointing out, uh, the poll that we put up on social media, whether or not uh, this is a must-win tomorrow. So is tomorrow's season opener a must-win for Syracuse over Western Michigan? We have 18 votes in. All of them say yes. All of them say yes. This is amazing.
0: This is incredible. I expected some people to say no. Well, I say no. Can Can I vote? Yeah, you have to go on Twitter and do it. All right. You're going to uh, ruin our poll.
2: Thank you. No, I I will give my vote verbally <laughs> as I just did. I you're won't ruin, ruin our poll. I won't ruin your poll. And I understand what you're saying. Like I I get it. I'm not I would not predict that they will make a bowl game if they lose this game. But is there a chance? I Yeah, I mean there's 11 games left and we saw last year that they are literally capable of beating anyone. So, if they figure it out and, you know, they turn the corner, you know, week 4 or week 5, weeks, you know, there's there's so much football left to be played. I don't think you can say there's no way that they're going to make a bowl game if they lose the opener. But I understand where you're coming
0: from. I don't from. think they make a bowl game if they lose tomorrow night. I, I just I don't. Uh, I think you you beat Western Michigan and and everything's on the table. You lose and it's not that everything's not on the table because you could still go out and grab six wins. Like that's very realistic, but uh, I think the I think I think losing that game is a downer.
2: Let me like, ask you bottom this. line, that Wait. losing that game is a downer and, and you lose something for Let it. me ask you this. Can Syracuse play well tomorrow and lose? No, I think if they play well they're gonna win. I'm not so sure. I mean if they play their A or A plus game, they're gonna win this game. If they play if they play like a B game, I think Western Michigan is good enough to give them problems. Like if Western Michigan plays lights out, it's you know home opener and it's ACC team in there. I still think that if
0: Syracuse plays a good game, they win. Whether that means B or or A, like if they play like a B B plus game, like I I I still think ultimately they win that game. Like there there's yeah, like I I think that Syracuse goes in there even with The only way they lose this game game is the only way they lose this game is if they play
2: poorly. I think so. Okay, I'm not sure I buy that. I'm not sure I buy that. And again, the the point spread's only five. It's one play. It's a possession. I think they could play, I'm not saying they're going to play their A-plus effort and lose, but if Western Michigan plays lights out, I guess my point is, if they lost like 34-31 to 31 right. in a well-played game by both teams, you're telling me that team can't get six of the next 11 no, they and can. go to a bowl no, game? No, they can
0: that I'm not saying that they can't. I think that the larger point, than they would lose a game is, I think that, that losing that game, losing that opener in a game that you are expected to go win is just a, a mood swing, right? It's it's a downer. It is a it is a momentum killer. It it changes the tone. It changes the perception. Like that that I think that is a bigger problem if they were to lose tomorrow night than the actual loss on their record and the fact that they have one fewer game. Like I, I do think, think it would greatly I think the I think the mood around the program
2: is the bigger problem if they were to lose than the loss. I do think it would greatly impact the fan base. Right. I think the fan I base would be like ah you know, another season. Like to your point, you know, Jalen Carey and Elijah He's gonna Hughes. He's going pretty good. Let's, yeah. You know, let's start talking basketball before this thing even gets going, because then your your first home game's against Wagner. Nobody's gonna care about that. Syracuse is gonna win by a hundred, and then it's Florida State. And you're if you lose this game to Western Michigan, you're gonna take away. Some of the juice inside the dome that night. Instead of a two and zero Syracuse team taking on Florida State, and again, Florida State, you know, might be a touchdown this year. They've got a new coach, and you know, DeAndre Francois did win the starting job, but you know, some question how good of a quarterback he really is. I mean, are they are they you know ripe for the taking? You know, maybe. I mean, you could go in there with a lot of excitement, but if, to your point, if Syracuse is one and one and they lost to Western Michigan, their only wins over Wagner, it's going to take away some of the electricity inside the dome that night.
0: Yes, it 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 absolutely is. I, I don't think there's any question about that.
2: Nobody, it's it's thirty one. Oh no, okay, so thirty one votes. One person says no. Thank God, and it wasn't me. I didn't I didn't vote.
0: We're at ninety seven percent yes. I I'm think in the minority, a, but that's I okay. That, that's good enough for me. Okay, there we go.
2: Sometimes the minority's right. I think this is one of those cases. The minority might be right.
0: I don't know. Not usually. It's not usually right. Let's be honest. I'm not predicting a Syracuse loss. There's a reason loss, it's the, the minority. There's a reason it's the minority. Yeah.
2: Well, I like to pave my own path, I like to go down my own road. Your trailblazer? Yeah. Um, I, and I'm not predicting a Syracuse loss. I think the Orange wins this game. Um, but. Could they could they lose a well-played game on the road at Western Michigan? I think it's possible, and I still think it's possible they could get six wins and find their way to a bowl game. 315 437 You can text us at 315 288 We've got to take ah, another time out. You want to read that great. before yeah. we take our break? What they we have
0: got? to win tomorrow, but that doesn't necessarily mean they will win. They're in a position where any game against comparable or lesser talent is a must-win Uh this year, if they want to make a ball game, losing would be a monument, uh, total momentum killer. Fans will hop right off the hype train.
2: I agree about the fans. I think the fans will, you know, there
0: is a large I, faction I, I of did the not, fan base. For the that record, will be I did out. not send that text. Yes.
2: The, the fan base, there, there will be a large faction of the fan base that will be out on 2018 yes. if they lose to Western Michigan. So I do think it's very important from th- that regard. Are the players going to throw in the towel because they lose to Western Michigan? No. That's my point. And I think that there's That's enough fair. talent in this program. And we saw it last year. I mean, they almost beat Miami, Florida State, LSU. I mean, they were in a lot of games, you know, abouts here or there. And they do win those games. And they would have gone to a bowl game last year. So I do think it's possible. We do need to take a timeout as hour number one is in the books. We'll kick off hour number two right after this on ESPN Radio. Jumper on the way. Good. Tyus Battle nails the three. Dungy. Leaps
0: and into the end zone for Dungey, A touchdown. If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's watching. Oh, Howard. Ah! Soaring through the air.
2: High-flying
1: Slovakian.
2: Screen pass here. He'll get one. And he
1: stays alive and he's got room. To the ten. One man to beat. He'll do it. Touchdown Syracuse. And for Syracuse, party time. The upset. hold by they defeat Clemson 27 to 24.
0: Battle. the penetration. Step back.
1: Oh. A pressure bucket for Tyus Battle. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg,
2: powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio, 315-437-7644. We'll have Dave Ryan on the show uh, later in hour number two. Dave will be calling the game for the CBS Sports Network tomorrow. Our thanks to Dro and Clay, who gave us our question to kick off the show. If Syracuse loses to Western Michigan, can they still make it to a bowl game? Is this a must-win for the Orange? I'm in the minority. I say it's not an absolute must-win. You'd like them to win this game. I don't think they have to in order to go to a ball game, but I am uh, very much in the minority. Let's
0: 90, go. 94% of Twitter respondents on our poll That's think, a lot. think that tomorrow's a must win.
2: All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, Tim in Syracuse is up next on Orange Nation. Hey, Tim. How's it going? Good. I,
1: uh, I really I think everyone needs to start really believing. I know you guys do, but in the uh, – as fans, scheduled fans in Dino Papers, you know, uh, and I'm not saying that anyone's saying that they, not, but I really believe in this guy. If Gungie stays healthy, I truly think that they can, you know, actually get to the seven win mark um, with what they were doing before he got hurt and the extra depth that we have this year. Um, I, I mean, you guys would know better than I, but uh, I feel like it's been way too long since we've even broke the 500 mark. I know that's where everyone's setting the mark uh, this year because we haven't been there. But uh, I really, I really like what, you know, is doing, and um, it's time for everybody in Syracuse to, to buy into, you know, the culture that he's uh, set up down there.
0: Yeah, I, I, look, I agree. I, I think Dino is has this thing on the right track, and and Tim, thanks for the call. I think he's got this on the right track. I believe in this, you know, this culture. If I'm trying to buy in, like he's got me, you know, as somebody who, who believes, I think you can also believe and be realistic, right? Like, it, like I don't think that what we were talking about before and and believing in what he's doing are mutually exclusive. You know, it's been what now five years since they've gotten 500. It was 2013 when they went to the Texas Bowl. That's a long time to not sniff 500. It's not like they were going 5-7. and seven. It's not like they had five wins going into the last week of the year in any of these seasons. They've been bad now for four years going into this year. It's a long time to, to wait to go 500, and, and so, yeah, I think that this is the guy to do it. I've said that before. I will continue to say it. I think that Dino Babers is the guy. I think that he's turning the program around. I think that he is taking the right steps to do that. I think that it just is taking more than two years to do, which maybe Dino thought was going to be the timeline coming in, but obviously it's not.
2: You know, you say it's been five years since since they were over 500. The last really good team at Syracuse was, I mean, we talk about this all the time, yep. 2001. So since 2001, Syracuse has been over 500. Do you know off the top of your head? It's not much. Four times? Three times. Okay. Since 2001. Cuz I knew
0: I knew 12 and 13 and I knew another Marone year, right? That's right. So, so Marone, Marone, I, Marone did it twice, and Schaefer did it once. Right. I, I thought Coach P maybe did it one of his last few years.
2: But Coach P, uh, after that 2001 season, was four and eight, six and six, six and okay. six, which led to his firing. Right. And of course, Greg Robinson never even sniffed 500. Marone did it twice. Scott Schaefer did it once. So since 2001, 17 years, they have had a winning record three times. So to Tim's point, like. Patience, you know, and, and I realize that the fan base they're they're not patient. They've lost patience. They've been through a lot since two thousand one. I get that, but yes, I I believe Dino Babers is a good football coach as well, and I think he's got this thing on the right track. And I said this the other day. We've seen three straight four and eights. The four and eights have have gotten more impressive, right? I mean, it's, yes. it's been a better four yes. and eight each year. And I know that doesn't make a ton of sense, but. The four and eight under Schaefer was not the same as the four and eight under Babers with a win over Virginia Tech, which was not the same as the four and eight the following year with a win the over Clemson. Clemson and then close games against Miami and Florida State and LSU. You, you you were in all of those games. You no longer felt like, well, there's you know four or five games they simply there's cannot no win. I mean, they they beat the toughest team on their schedule, so. I think, you know, this year there's the game at Clemson. You know, I I agree with Brent Axe. Brent said the other day on our TV show, he said, you know, Clemson might not lose a game this year. I mean, Clemson is that good. It's a road game. They've got revenge on their minds. There's a lot of reasons why Syracuse is not beating Clemson this year. Aside from that, though, I don't think you can check off any of the other games and say, well, there is no way they're winning this game. I agree with you.
0: I, I could not agree more. I think that the Clemson game is the one game that I look at going into the year and say they've got no shot. Are there ones that I don't like their chances in? Of course there are, right? Like, of course there are games that I think, hey, Syracuse is probably going to lose that game. Um, That doesn't mean that they don't have a chance. Even the Notre Dame game. Like, I'm by no means picking Syracuse to go beat Notre Dame at Yankee Stadium. But, like, is there a chance? Maybe. Are there going to be a bunch of Syracuse fans? I bet there will be. Like, there are going to be a lot of New York Syracuse fans and alumni who say, hey, this is our chance to go watch them. They're at Yankee Stadium. Like, that could be kind of cool. And, and I think that'll be a relatively friendly environment as far as road games go. So, like, even that game I look at, I'm like, do I like their chances? No. Do they have a chance? Sure. Why not?
2: And just to show you how far this program has come, you know, quote-unquote, how far it's come under Dino Babers. And again, 4-8, and 4-8. and eight. But last year going into the season, we said there are five games they cannot win. At LSU, Clemson at home, at Miami, at Florida State, and at Louisville. We said they are not winning those games. And I, re- I remember having the conversation. We said they're starting the year with five losses. Right. And, yes, I understand they, they, they ended up one losing at eight. They won one of them. <laughs> and they were right in the game. In, in three of the other ones, certainly not Miami, the Louisville game. But by then, the season was over right. and Dungy was hurt and, and the, the thing became a disaster. But they were it was all the rest were essentially one-possession games. I mean, I know LSU was a nine-point spread, but that was a close game up until the very end. Florida State was a field goal game. Miami was, was an eight-point game, so a touchdown and a two-point conversion. We said last year there are five losses on this schedule. There are five games they simply cannot win, and we were wrong. And I know that you know at the end of the, at the end of the day they still had the same record, but that shows progress in my mind. Yes,
0: I, I think I think you're right. I, I think the fact that they played those games close and that they you know played them interestingly enough uh, does show progress. And and it's not the progress that you want. Like you would have loved to see them pick up a fifth win somewhere on that schedule last year, so that you could point to it and be like, Hey, look, four wins one year, five wins the next, like. You know if if you didn't watch the games last year and you're like, "Oh four and eight, four and eight like all oh, right whatever," you know you probably didn't think too much of what Syracuse did again I, I think this is moving in the right direction like I think this is moving forward um again it, it just it it takes a lot longer than you, you would think and hope that it does when you're standing up at an introductory press conference. I think that's true for anybody, right? Any coach that comes into any situation where they've been losing for a while, you you stand up at your press conference and you're like, we're going to turn this thing around midseason year two. We're going to be good, like, blah, like whatever, and, and say everything that people want to hear. And, like, it might be great. And midseason year two, they were significantly better than the first game that they played under Dino Babers. That doesn't mean it's fixed. And and so – like, yeah, they're, they're moving in the right direction, but it's not it, it's just not there yet.
2: Consistently good, not occasionally great. We saw more consistently good last year than we did the year before. And week seven of year two, that was the Clemson victory. Week seven, so it was right in the, the midway mark. Right. That was the, the, the day that they pulled off the upset. That was occasionally great. They were great on that day. They were. But we have seen consistently good. Maybe not consistently consistently good enough maybe that's the next step because they were right there in those other games and just couldn't get over the hump and then you know i kind of the last three i kind of take those off the board because you know dungy was gone they had a lot of injuries and they just couldn't keep up i mean the season was over but they were they were occasionally great they were consistently good they just weren't consistently good enough and i do think that's the next step for this program and that's why i say I don't think the goal anymore is six and six in a bowl game. I think the expectation this year is six and six in a bowl game. I expect them to win six games. I did not expect them to win last year six games. I said last year, well, if things break right, if they get this one or that one or catch a break here, right. or pull You know, they could get to six. I look at this year and I say this team right now with this roster, this coaching staff, year three, everything. You know, year four for Dungy, third with Babers. They should, I think, get to a bowl game this year if they stay healthy.
0: You know, I I know we weren't doing this yet, and and I don't know that I ever threw a number out there for what I think of a a prediction, but I I keep coming back to this thought, and it's really hard to to throw out there, so I'm just going to try and explain this the best I can. I think they'll win six games. Like, I, I think they'll win six games and they'll go to a bowl game, but I have trouble picking that. Like, just because everything that tells me over the last five years is like, they won't. And like they'll lose a game that they shouldn't, right? They'll they'll drop a game somewhere. They'll come out flat. They'll do something wrong. Uh, they, they'll be an injury at the end of the year. And and so like to me, watching this team, it, it's hard for me to pick six. So I keep going back to okay, fine. I'll, I think they'll win five, and then when they win six, I'll be wrong, and I'll I'll gladly be wrong. And they'll go to a bowl game, and we'll have some go fun with it. Limb, but like go I, out on a limb. I'm I I keep coming back to I've got to just say five because. I, I think something inevitably something somewhere will go wrong and maybe that's just me in in when I have been watching Syracuse football and, and that's I've been conditioned to this but that that's that's my thinking I got to – I gotta cut back on my expectation because I just expect something to go wrong, which is an is just an awful place to be.
2: I understand that because, as <laughs> you know, I'm a long suffering Bills fan, and I approach right. each each season the same way. And even last year, they were when they were in the playoff mix, I kept telling myself something's gonna go wrong. They're not making the playoffs. It's like the Randy Quaid character from Major League, like ah, they'll blow it in right. and they'll find <laughs> right. a way to lose. And and I was like that with the Bills as well. I'm looking at this at this Syracuse season, just like what what is is my gut telling me last year i said i don't think they're making it to a bowl the year before no way they're making it to a bowl this year i think they're making it to a bowl so don't be afraid to say it if that's what you think then say it go out
0: on a line i can't i can't pick right. six I, I think they'll win six i think they'll go to a bowl game i'm picking five my official prediction is going to be five and seven all right i'm picking six i
2: think this team's going to a bowl game i think they should go to a bowl game
0: that yeah, like i think they're talented enough i think they're good enough i think if eric dungy's healthy this is a good enough team, specifically the offense, is good enough to go to a bowl game. I, I just I don't know that that will happen.
2: Last one on this. Yes. Okay, just to follow up. If they win five games and don't go to a bowl game, is it a disappointing season or not? Because in my mind, if they go five and seven, it's a disappointing season. Well, yeah, but does it, does so it also... The, so then the question, expectation Question, though. Does,
0: does it also depend if they pull off another upset? Do you not care about that anymore? Or, like... If they win five games this year, but they beat, like, no, it doesn't Florida matter. State they, and Louisville at They're not going okay. to do better than that's, beating no, Clemson. They're not going to do better than beating Clemson. No, that's fair. You
2: saw that last year. The expectation is to make it to a bowl. And I think if they get to 5-7, and seven, for you, that would be meeting expectations because you're going to predict five. In my mind, if they only win Your five, family. it's a disappointing season. That's fair. The bar has been raised, in my mind, for this program. I think that's a good thing. I think you should, I think you should want the bar to be raised. I well, think, of course you should. Right? Yes, of so, course ra- you should. I th- raise the bar, Seth. Raise I did. The bar. They, they won four games each of the last nah. three seasons. I have them winning five. You didn't raise it far <laughs> enough. Let's go back to the phone lines. Brendan and Manlius up next on Organization. Hey, Brendan.
1: Steve, what's going on? How are you? Good. I, I, I listened to the first part of your uh, segment here, and I was calling. To, uh, it made my blood pressure rise because you were trying to justify again for like the fourth or fifth year in a row that. It, they, got, they became a better 4-8. That, to me, is laughable. There's no such thing as a better 4-8. They beat Clemson, and they proceeded to lose the last, what, four or five games. That, to me, does not show progress at all. You want to say that their offense ran a little bit smoother, that's fine, but that's not progress. Progress is winning games, which leads me to my next comment. I agree with you 100%. I think that you have to outdo what you did the previous year to call it progress. You have to win minimally five games to call it progress. If you want to call it a good season or an average season, whatever word you want to use, you have to win six games. I don't care who they come against. I don't care what the score is. They can win every game three to two for all. I care six games. That's what you have to do for this fan base to start to buy in. I don't want to hear again how they went four and eight, but they beat, or they went five and seven, but they beat. Doesn't matter. This this program needs a bowl game. That, to me, is
2: progress. Hang, Hang on. Don't hang up on us here, Brendan. I feel your pain. I understand your pain as a fan. My point is that Syracuse went from the Big East to the ACC. They obviously, you know, as Coach P used to say, you know, we're jumping into the deep end of the pool, right? So did you not see that, like, going into last year, I said there is no way that they are winning these five games, the LSU game, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, Louisville. There is no way they are winning those games. They beat Clemson, and they darn near won another couple of those games. I mean, they were in three of those other games. My point is, you know, now we're going into this year and I say the one game they cannot win is at Clemson. Is that not progress that, this, that we expect more out of this program now? Because last year I, I expected four wins. I did not expect them to win to do anything better than that. So, I don't know. To me, that's progress that I go into this year thinking, you know what? The only game they can't win is Clemson, and I think they should win six games.
1: Yeah, no, I think they can, and I don't know about should, I think they definitely can win six games, but I guess you and I can agree to disagree, I think that if I'm understanding you correctly, what you're saying is, from your your perspective, you have a better gut feeling going into the season than you did last year, that to me as a fan... It's your opinion, and I respect that, but to me, it, does, it isn't worth a whole lot. I, I want to see what they actually do on the football field. Gut feelings and, and stuff like that are, are fun to talk about on the radio, but I, I want to see this team start to put up some Ws. I don't want to see them go 4-8, but be Clemson. I want to see them go 6-6. Six and six win some games upset a couple people importantly beat the teams that you need to beat the pits the nc states the maybe the boston colleges of the world wagner uconn stuff like that but i talked to my dad the other day and i can't remember a time that i think that syracuse football this first game to me is quite possibly the most important game of the entire season i think that there's a high likelihood if they lose this game you conceivably could have lost your entire fan base for a good portion of the year, unless they go on a three- or four-game winning streak. But as always, I'm hoping for the best. I mean, you like what you hear. Dino Babers always sounds great. Dungy looks good. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about the wide receiver position, but O-line and D-line appear to be good on paper. So let's go Orange, and let's hope to get to that bowl game that this town so desperately wants.
2: And Last one, Brendan, don't hang up on us, okay? Two years ago. Two years ago, they lost to Louisville by 34, South Florida by 25, Clemson by 54, Florida State by 31, Notre Dame by 17. Last year, they beat Clemson, and those three other games that we talked about, Miami, Florida State, um, and LSU, were all single-digit games. You're telling me that, that as a fan, I'm looking at it as an analyst, but you as a fan, you don't see progress. From getting like not when, crushed. Not, by when, the you, not teams. when you
1: lose the Middle Tennessee State at right, home and fair. lose that's like fair. four or five games in a row. No, right, I don't consider right. that progress at mm-hmm. all. What, what, how much? What was the score of the BC game?
2: Which Which year are you talking? Last year. Yeah, last year they got crushed. I mean, the, the season was over. It, listen, I'm, I'm not making excuses for them. We know that. I feel like you have to take the last three games off the board last year. Dungy was gone. They were ravaged by injuries. The season was over. Okay, I'm saying that even the year before, the Louisville game was week two. They lost 62-28 to to Louisville. Last year yeah, against I, yeah. LSU, which was essentially the same time of year, on the road in Death Valley, they lose by single digits. I don't know. And they they, well,
1: they, they could have won that game. But if you want exactly. to consider progress, you well, should have. Well, not should have. You've no, got try stop. to win those games. Every toss-up game Syracuse University football has always goes the opposite direction. Always. I can't think of one toss-up game they've had in the past couple years that went their way. That's If you want to talk about progress, win a couple of those games. All Go right. beat LSU on the road. Beat Notre Dame at Yankee Stadium. Show up tomorrow without... You know, deer and headlights look as you're going against Tim Lester, which I think that's the most overblown thing of all time. He knows Eric Dungy. They ran a completely different system when Dungy was under Schaefer. They have a completely different lineup, completely different scheme. Everything's different. I think that is the most overblown thing is they're going against a guy who was the offensive coordinator three years ago, so that way they have an advantage. This team should, if you want to take your program seriously, you've got to go take care of business tomorrow night. Show, show some pride, put up some points, play good on defense, get off to a good start and then, you know, hope for the best.
2: All right, Brendan, we're up against the clock. Thank you for your call. I do appreciate it. Uh, Brendan's call, that is exactly why this game tomorrow is so important because he, I'm sure, shares the opinion with a lot of fans. He is obviously angry and frustrated and tired of this. And if they lose tomorrow, it's I, I, don't, I don't want to speak for him. I'm not sure he's checking out, but I know that there would be a, there lot a lot of people, people who will. that would check out in 2018. From the outside looking in, I see progress. To me, it's... It's kind of obvious from a fan who's clouded by frustrations and anger and, you know, again, three winning seasons since 2001. I understand where he's coming from. we got to take a timeout. We're back after this on Orange Nation.